Good morning. You're listening to Radio 3. We now present part 10 of Mind Matters, as always, introduced by Carol Mang. Welcome once again to Mind Matters, our series of bridge talks and lectures. I'm Carol Meng. Today we will look at one of the world's top 10 leading causes of death among all diseases and one of the major causes of disability and dependency among old people, dementia. It is estimated that currently about 55 million people worldwide are living with dementia and as an age-related condition, it affects aging populations in particular, but also their family members. An estimated 9.5 million Chinese people are living with this condition. Today, Professor Huali Wang from Peking University will tell us about the dementia burden in China and also share some of the policy responses to dementia in the past decades. She was invited by the Hong Kong University to be part of the talk entitled Hong Kong and Global Response to Dementia. Uh, we all understand that the population in China is aging dramatically. Uh, according to the seventh population census, people aged 16 above have reached up more than 260 million, accounting for more than 18% of the whole population. So aging is not only a social issue, but actually it is also a public health concern. Uh, one of this um, significant health problems for old adults is dementia and relative and related cognitive impairment. Um, as myself as a geriatric psychiatrist, I have been seeing more and more people seeking for uh, professional help uh, for their uh, cognitive problems. Some are in mild stage, some are in advanced stage. So the issue is a great challenge in our society. Uh, according to a most recent epidemiological study uh, led by Professor Jack, they estimated that there are approximately 50 million people living with dementia. Um, it is also projected that the prevalence of dementia will continue rising in the next decade if there's no effective prevention strategy, and also if there are no um, true uh, early intervention approaches. So tackling the challenges of dementia has been prioritized in our national healthy aging agenda. Just now, Professor Van mentioned that Promoting healthy uh, aging is a universal um, is a universal task worldwide. Um, still here in China, we have to acknowledge healthy aging. Promoting healthy aging is one of the most important work for us to prevent more and more old adults' health problems. Um, although we realize that dementia is a great challenge. Um, what we have done before, actually, um, if we went back to 1999, that's about uh, nearly 25 years ago, um, the WHO Director General at that time, uh, Dr. Bertrand, addressed aging and dementia would become one of the major health, mental health issues uh, at the WHO China Mental Health Awareness Raising Event. Her speech at that time immediately brought dementia into the national policymaker's mind. And then in the following decades, 
um, several national mental health plans, China Aging Developmental Plan, and also national research funding bodies have started to include dementia in the policy art articles and the research agenda. And from 2013 to 2019, more and more policy documents have been formulated. formulated. They addressed concerns related to dementia, um, not as a single document, but put dementia in some of the articles. For example, the 35 year health agent plan called up attention to popularize appro appropriate techniques for dementia care services. Now we have been in the 14th five year plan. Um, dementia is also uh, one of the high, one of the priorities for healthy aging. So I will update it in my third part presentation. Um, although document, uh, policy documents have been addressing dementia in a critical way. Now, however, there are remain, there remains several, uh, challenges that against us provide optimal dementia care. Um, I think that the most important barrier is, um, the resources for continuous care is still insufficient. In the year of 2020, um, Alzheimer's disease Chinese conducted a survey among families of Alzheimer's disease, and we completed a national report. In this report, we, re uh, we observed that the rate of seeking a diagnosis for dementia was very low. About one quarter of the respondents had to visit specialists in other provinces or cities. That means the care services may not be available in their uh, residence area. Also, we found that regular follow-up visits were not uh, provided or guaranteed. Nearly one quarter of respondents had never been followed up, even after they have been diagnosed with dementia. And the second challenge is the service and the support actually are still fragmented. In 2021, we um, did a survey among 143 teams who have claimed that they are providing psychosocial support for old adults and those with dementia. And when we explored the types and the frequencies of this, of their services, we found that the service for dementia was very limited. Most often, these teams only provide cognitive training, but they did not provide post-screening support. Uh, even the diagnosis was sel seldom provided. So that means many people have not been cared timely. And the third challenge is actually in big cities, um, still we have developed some services and now we have extended the memory clinics uh, locally, but still many of the families did not use service adequately. In rural areas, the situation is more critical. More than 60% of the persons did not receive dementia appropriate medications. Although currently there are no uh, effective uh, disease 
treatment or disease medication, but actually some of the medication can help to maintain the status or help to prolong the uh, disease duration. But the, the persons have not used these medications yet. And also the external care resources were not adequately accessed. Most families remained to only rely on home care, like the nursing homes, institutional care. They have never been thought of. They consider that this institutional care or nursing facilities are only their final resort. They did not understand the service in the facilities um, has been raised to a high quality. So these are the three major challenges that I have identified. So we think that it is crucial to develop the measure plan that can help us to coordinate different services and resources and help to promote appropriate dementia care service and improve access to the services in China. You're listening to Mind Matters, well, we just heard Professor Hua Li Wang from Peking University telling us what the dementia situation is in China. Next, she will provide us with collective experiences and practical approaches in dealing with the growing population affected by dementia in China. The common elements actually of the service model in big cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou and Chengdu is the adoption of a whole of society approach that are probably uh, similar to other chronic disease uh, prevention. And actually in this framework, um, people living with dementia is the core of the service circle. And to, to achieve the goal of maintaining the person's functional ability, relevant stakeholders have to be mobilized. For example, family members are supported and empowered and this part of work has been promoted in big cities, but has not been outreached too much in underrepresented areas. Um, and the community function um, is maximized to build friendliness. Um, we have also tried some of the uh, models that to promote dementia-friendly communities in some cities but it has not been uh, promoted nationwide. And uh, some of other different sectors, uh, we encourage them to collaborate so that it can help us to minimize the uh, fragmentation of the services. So in recent years, the concept of continuous care has become well accepted by different stakeholders. We can hear more and more terms of continuous care in different meetings, different settings. And what are the continuum of dementia care? We summarize it into four consecutive steps. First, providing health education and screening in community that can help us to identify risk population and to reduce the measure, uh, to reduce uh, the major risk factors. And the second, we have to um, conduct a comprehensive assessment, 
help us to making timely diagnosis and develop individualized care plan in memory clinics. So that can help us to uh, minimize the gap for post-screening support. And third, we integrate pharmacological intervention and the non-pharmacological treatment um, as a post-diagnostic support. Um, in this part of work, we try to uh, mingle the medical health professionals with the social workers. So that is why in, in the past decades, we have been working with many social work teams and also um, collaborate with social science scientists to promote post-diagnostic support. And last but not the least, is we have to empower and support family caregivers that uh, to help them to reduce the burden. And in this long journey of caring for people living with dementia, post-diagnostic care is most important. For myself, I have uh, um, I started the um, caregiver support group. Uh, this is the first one in China, and we realized that even the monthly gathering can help many family members to be supported. And also um, they feel that their burden can be reduced. And, and then we examined the feasibility of, and of effectiveness of memory health in community. We found that specialist community collaborative management could increase the level of dimension knowledge among old adults and among uh, community health workers. Also, this can help to improve the rate of cognitive screening in community health centers, and that help facilitate um, the access to cognitive training for persons with cognitive impairment in their uh, communities. This is one of the uh, services that support the aging in place. So in the past decades, we did a lot of pilot studies and explorations. And then we reached a consensus that this collaboration should be built between specialist memory clinics and the community health centers. This can help us to facilitate providing continuous dementia care. Uh, for example, in such kind of collaboration model, community can take more responsibility for health education, cognitive screening, care support, and also follow up visits. While specialists can take more responsibility um, for like, community referrals, provide assessment, and even some special examinations to make a timely diagnosis, and the support to develop a care plan and supervise the community follow-up visits. Um, mm. So part of our experiences have been introduced to WHO Western Pacific Regional Office, and some of that, some of the experiences have been included in the toolbox. Um, this toolkit could be uh, accessible from the WHO website. Um, so the and based on these experiences and some of the local practice practice, um, many of the societies have tried every effort to advocate for developing national dementia plan. Unfortunately, uh, in 2020, the General Office of the National Health Commission issued a work plan 
for exploring dementia prevention and care services. And this plan was enacted as part of the broader Healthy China Action Plan. Um, the, the Healthy China Action Plan is deemed uh, between 2019 to 2030. The full name is Campaign to Prevent Disease and Promote Health. And the action plan established the goal of reducing the growth rate of dementia in people aged 60 and, and above. As Gloria just mentioned that, we have tried to stabilize the number of people living with dementia. So one of the um, Healthy China Action Plan has included this um, in the plan. They call up the public health initiative to address the common risk factors and the screening and monitoring to support early interventions. So like healthy at um, diet, uh, exercise action plan, that could supplement um, the dementia risk uh, factor prevention. And this dementia uh, strategic plan actually is built on some of the previous efforts that help us to address dementia awareness, diagnosis, and care. Mm, as this is one of the first strategic plan, this special work plan represents a, I consider it's an important step forward that help us to, uh, to move the dementia policy forward. And this plan targets several important areas. Um, some are the work for people living with dementia. Some are supporting uh, capacity building that can help us to train more and more people to be involved providing dementia care services. And during this period, um, some research bodies have also funded a lot of projects that help us to address the issue related to dementia. For example, the China's Ministry of Science and Technology have funded several, a number of research projects relevant to identify early markers for um, the biomarkers for early dementia diagnosis and help us to address the risk factors of dementia. And in 2021, um, Ministry of Science and Technology have launched China Brain Project. It's called Science and Technology Innovation 2030. Uh, this project has been officially launched and uh, within this um, project scheme, we have started to build clinical and a community cohort studies that can help us to explore early diagnosis and intervention for dementia. So myself is one of the project leaders for clinical cohort. So that's why uh, now uh, in recent days, I'm visiting the fields that are involved in clinical cohort to help them to improve their clinical capacity so that I cannot be in Hong Kong. Um, and in addition to um, such um, efforts, um, our National Health Commission also tried to help to um, improve the clinical practice. So in 2020, uh, the Health Commission, National Health Commission published a clinical practice guideline 
for um, for mental disorders, and dementia is included as one of the chapters. Um, within the, this guideline, actually, to provide a comprehensive in, um, uh, integrated care, including not only pharmacological intervention, but also care for the people living with measure has been included. And also the guideline uh, addressed that trying to reduce the risk of factors and getting the person living with dementia involved in the society is important. So I think that all these guidelines help us to um, address and also help us address the concerns with dementia and also help us to promote dementia care in different areas. And, and also in, um, there are some other policy sectors, for example, like the medical insurance and also social welfare. They have launched, uh, not only the, the, the medication reimbursement care plan, but also launched some national campaigns to increase public awareness. So all these, um, efforts, have, um, have paved uh, our way forward to promote dementia care. Um, but in the past years, we did some interview to identify what are the difficulties to uh, implement such strategic plan. And we identified several major barriers. Um, the first barrier is the readiness to provide dementia care in communities, in community is still very low. Um, because the level of dementia knowledge is not high enough. And the person, the administrative staff in the community, they did not recognize, um, the appropriateness of providing dementia care in neighborhood. Um, and, and sometimes they, they are not ready to accept community dementia care projects. Mm. And the second, the workforce is limited. Uh, the number of well-trained multidisciplinary service team is very, uh, is very small. Um, as I mentioned before, the survey, um, the, the more than 140 teams I, I, um, surveyed, uh, they claim they provide services, but they are not capable of providing coordinated services from different channels. So, um, also like the screening rate has been improved, but the post screening support has not been developed accordingly. And the last um, barrier is there has not been sustainable financial mechanism to support implementations. Um, for example, although the government has launched the dementia strategic plan, but there's no national funds uh, that could uh, guarantee the implementation everywhere. So now the funding for dementia care services are mostly uh, rely on the local economic um, support. So that depends on the local economic status and also their local financial investment and the number of their local financial investment. So the, so these barriers actually have, um, have been uh, against the implementation of the National Dementia Plan. Um, so in the past, uh, Although in the past three years, we have been challenged by COVID-19, but we have, but we still spend some efforts to uh, support dementia care plan. Although some of the work had been, uh, had to be done online, 
but we did some, um, we, we did some trial. Um, so last year, the national mental health centers supported an initiative, uh, implementing social prescribing for improving dementia care. So in this project, uh, services linkers is, is very important. So last year, we trained a large group of service linkers that can coordinate medical professionals and social workers and also psychosocial intervention uh, staff in the community. And now we started to collaborate with Tencent to develop a, a digital triage platform that can help us to improve the efficiency of coordinating the field work so that um, the social workers, medical professionals, and the link workers can identify uh, the care needs through the digital technology. And also they can coordinate their services through this digital platform. Um, this year we are going to start a, a, a trial that can help us to address whether such kind of digital triage platform can facilitate uh, effectively um, of their local service. And just uh, two weeks ago, we had a meeting with National Health Commission um, officers and we got the news that this year we have confirmed the protocol to implement natural dementia plan. Um, we set four major projects aimed for this year. First, raising awareness. Um, we have done before, but this year we have to coordinate all the efforts to raise awareness and help the public to understand the dementia. And importantly, we need to train uh, other stakeholders like public transportation, um, public, public transportation workers, police, and the other uh, aged service related uh, officers to understand the dementia. And the second, uh, we try to, we will try to incorporate cognitive screening with annual physical checkup for old adults and then guide individualized care for each person. And third, uh, this year we will put more efforts to provide post-diagnostic support. Um, now it is more ready than before because we have trained more and more service providers uh, as long as we can help them to integrate with medical and social workers. And lastly, well, we still need to scale up capacity building for service team that can uh, improve the more uh, approaches with social prescribing. So we anticipate that this year we will reach more than 100 communities or villages to make the care available for those affected with cognitive impairment. Um, so I hope that um, after this year's implementation, we can gain more field stories and field experiences and also research evidence to share with our colleagues today. Um, so this are uh, my presentation. Um, he knows, uh, in summary, dementia is common. Uh, caring for persons living with dementia is challenging. Um, but we, if we use the whole of society approach, um, that may help us to improve the access to dementia care. So, um, according to our pre previous experiences, mental health in community projects 
have demonstrated its feasibility and effectiveness in some part. So we can continue with such kind of work. And the last, improving dementia care has been quite authorized in the health aging agenda. Uh, the National Dementia Care uh, Strategic Plan has provided a policy support, but we still need to build more society readiness, um, workforce availability and capacity. And also we hope that we can seek more financial mechanism to support the work and the implementation. But I still consider that we needed to do more research. So we hope that we can learn from Hong Kong to build more uh, evidence to, for policy implementation. Um, our work has been supported not only by um, civil societies, but also by charity foundations. That was Professor Hua Li Wang from Peking University. I'm Carol Meng, and I invite you to join me next Sunday morning on Mind Matters. Thank you.